0: This week, we're talking all about story and how you, how you can decorate your home with your family's story, and that the Christmas tree is such a good example of us doing it naturally year after year after year. So we're starting with a small excerpt from last week's episode, and then we're diving right into the conversation so that you can walk away with practical tips for how you can bring more story into your home decorating, even when it is in May, even when it's in October, even when it's the middle of July and it is blazing hot and Christmas is the furthest thing from your mind. I heard a lot that day. And as I was listening, the thing that made me stop and think I need to share this with all of you is that Christmas and decorating for Christmas is such a good example of why it is so important to decorate your home and design your home and style your home, whatever word you want to use there, I use those words interchangeably, to do that with story. Your homes are a canvas for storytelling. They are. Just think about the way that you approach Christmas. Think about it. Every ornament you pull out has a story. And it might just be This is the first thing I was able to afford when I moved out on my own in my first apartment on 32nd Street in Boston. Whatever it is, it has a story and it's attached somewhere directly to a memory. Just pause for one second and think about all of the ornaments on your tree. Some of them, you probably won't remember where you got, how you got them, or how long you've had them. Some of them you can distinctly tie back to I received that when I was, I don't know, a kid, 8, 10, 12 years old. My mom made those, and these were on my Christmas tree when I was little. I got that one when my first baby was born. That was his first ornament. There are stories attached and layered, and they are all hanging out in one happy place called the Christmas tree. So if we are creating a story in our home throughout the rest of the year, how do we do that without keeping out all the ornaments, without keeping out the Christmas tree and having all the pine needles fall to the ground? How do we do that? There are some obvious ways right now that you probably have story represented throughout your home. Pictures, artwork, little knickknacks, tchotchkes from places you visited from, from around the world. Those are all wonderful examples, and they are very iconic examples of how we can decorate our home with our own story, but there's more than that. Story is directly related to personality, directly related to legacy. The things that make you, you. The things that make your kiddos story, your family's story, your history together as one family unit, how it makes it different than mine. How it makes it different than the person next door. How are they different? You, my dear, are not a generic being. Your family is not a generic being. You are layered and storied and beautiful and you have something to share. When you decorate your home in a way that looks like everyone else's, you are misrepresenting who it is you are. You're misrepresenting the personality that can so easily shine through. Now before we get started, what I want to say is this. A lot of times if you if you are struggling with how to decorate your home, a lot of times we go to the the first easiest place that we know how to go to, right? For me, I love Target. I'm always going to go there first. I think it's just fun. Can I go other places? Yes, but Target's a great example. Target, Home Goods, Pottery Barn, Restoration Hardware, Crate and Barrel, Ballard Designs, wherever it is that you go, we go there. And the thing that makes the items in those stores so appealing to all of us is that they are curated items for us. Whoever the designers are at the time, the featured designers, those are curated for us so that it makes the easy the look kind of easy to put together. Think for a minute about Studio McGee. That's a Target brand, a Target line. And most of her things are very monochromatic, earth-toned, a little bit more modern, a little bit more modern farmhouse, sleek but they are earth tone. You will see the same, about four colors in her line. The idea is if you buy one thing, it will probably go somehow with another thing from that same line. Not always, but most often. Now, if we think about generically speaking, canvas art, these are perfect examples actually, and you can go to any store, any shelf, and you can find an example of a canvas art. The manufacturers aren't creating these for your personality they're not they're creating them to to provide mass appeal for their consumers for their target audience that is what they are doing it for and you then need to filter through to see if one of them speaks to you more than another maybe it does maybe it doesn't but if and if we look at these pieces more as not a reflection of us and our personality and our story, and more as a way to, for these producers to produce mass appeal to the majority of people, we can understand then that personality is missing. And that's what I want you to think about as we're going into these suggestions, because you do have more personality than the generic canvas art that we can all purchase in whatever home decor store we go to. You do. Now, does that mean that you can't purchase any canvas art? No, it doesn't. But I think we could probably take it a layer deeper and find something that is more specifically tied to you that is telling your story. But before I digress, let me just tie this into the three things that I think you could be thinking about as you're bringing in more intentionality in your storytelling in your home. And today, as we're talking about story, I am really talking about personality. So all of that personality that is bottled up nicely on your Christmas tree, that kind of personality hanging out in your home the whole year through, that doesn't necessarily look like little tchotchkes bottling up every flat surface, right? We don't necessarily want to do that, (laughs) but we can have things here and there. Okay, before I go down that rabbit hole, here we go. The first thing that you can do to bring more story or personality into your home all year long is literally to ditch the canvas art. Literally to ditch the mass-produced canvas art. One thing I used to do when I was a home stager i would look for this kind of art i I wouldn't ever pay full price i would always find it at a thrift store so i would pay just a fraction of the cost and that would be my inventory as i staged these homes i don't need to tell you that when you are trying to sell your home you're trying to remove your yourself from the picture if you're selling your home right you're trying to remove your personality your presence there to make it appeal more to the masses. And that's what this canvas art would do. So I would stock my inventory with canvas art that was a little bit more generic because it appealed to the masses. That's wonderful. Those are wonderful pieces for staging homes. They're wonderful pieces for places where you need a little bit more neutrality, like maybe a public office or a classroom, something like that. But when it's your own home, let that personality shine. So what do you do instead? And where do you get the art? That's a good question. And it's a question I get all the time. So let me tell you, when I'm shopping for new and I am air quoting art, I am not going to any box store. I'm not. I'm avoiding those kind of like the plague because I want to make sure that what I have in my home isn't going to appear in the next door neighbors. So where do I go instead? What is opposite of a big box store? small boutiques and that's where i go small boutiques in the form of new or even vintage vintage is my absolute favorite but new is awesome too so let's start with vintage where do i go i go to etsy and this can be new as well as vintage but you're going to find some amazing things so if you and your husband got married in the sand dunes of i don't know wherever sand dunes are i I bet if you searched some art on Etsy, you might be able to find an artwork of that location. That, my dear, is a piece of your story right there, and it's something that you wouldn't find in the next-door neighbors. The other place I love going to is flea markets, vintage shops, antique shops, and even thrift stores. Now, you know, I love going to thrift stores. They're like a little treasure hunt for me and it's always hit and miss, but there have been times when I have been amazed by what I have found in terms of art. And then there are times too, when I've found some real junk, to be quite honest. But if you are wondering, gosh, how do I shop? How do I do thrift shopping? I'm not really a fan. I don't think, maybe it sounds intriguing, but I'm not sure. I want you to go back and listen to episode 127, where I talk about my 10 favorite tips for shopping thrift stores and doing it in a way that is really efficient and kind of fun. So go back and listen to that. But if I'm not shopping vintage, I am going to be shopping small boutiques. Sometimes those small boutiques do carry lines that you could find at other small boutiques. And in that sense can represent itself a little bit more generically, like that big box store canvas art that I'm referring to. But other times you'll find some really fun finds. You might be surprised at the little pieces of art here and there that that you wouldn't be able to find when you go into Home Goods or Walmart or Target. The other place I like to go to is street fairs or bazaars or anytime I'm visiting somewhere on vacation. If it's a really amazing vacation. Sometimes I like to go browse those little boutiques so that I can get something that would remind me of that trip. And that right there is a signal and a sign of your story. Aside from that, if I'm not buying anything new, I might be getting it from my kids. And I love, love, love when I have a piece of frameable art. Now, we can all picture artwork from our kids just taped or magneted to the fridge. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those extra special paint projects when the art docent comes in and they make something beautiful. How do we display those in a way that elevates the look? A simple frame, a simple frame with a mat, even better. Framing that art is going to do wonders for the teeny tiny little hand-drawn reindeer or whatever it is it's going to do wonders for it and elevate it in such a way that it's going to make it look really presentable. When it comes to, to selecting art, think outside of the box. One of my very favorites is out on display right now, and it does happen to be Christmas, but it was a beautiful Christmas card, actually. It was white embossed, and it was a, a really fun print that showcases a snowy winter scene And there's a teeny tiny little word that says believe it's written in cursive. And then a kind of a small bold red, not quite glittery, but a little bit shimmery, Santa. So the red really pops. And there's something about this that is so simple, but also very elegant. And it is literally a card. I found it in the card aisle. I bought it intentionally to be a a piece of art so that I could frame it because a card by itself is fine, but a card that is matted and framed is an elevated look. So it doesn't have to be expensive. If it speaks to you, if it tells a little piece of your story and your history, if it shows a little bit of your personality, it can be as simple as a card. The other thing I I can think of that is just a little bit outside of the box is a piece of artwork that I created when I think I was about eight years old. And the way that it is presented looks to be like I might have made it as the Christmas gift for my parents. I don't know. My mom isn't around to ask anymore, but it is a piece of fabric in an embroidery hoop. And the embroidery hoop is rimmed with lace, and there's a cute little right where that um, little hinge is, or not hinge, but that screw at the top, there's a little blue bow. But on top of that fabric that is is stretched tight, is a black felt silhouette of my little eight-year-old face. It is adorable. It is absolutely adorable. It's whimsical. It's hanging on the back of my bookshelf, not a prominent piece of art, but something that is definitely a reminder of who I was all those years ago. Doing something like that with your family can be delightful. I have another one that I just received last year that came from Etsy. Etsy is such a great source, friends, for you to find and source art that is specific to your story. And this artwork is similarly displayed. It is on an embroidery hoop. And instead of having a felt silhouette, there are five of us, my husband, myself, and my three boys, embroidered on the hoop. It is so charming. And it's something that I would never have even thought to search of for myself. I received it as a gift. And it was recreated based off of one of our family portraits. And the detail in it is remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable how they got the crossbody shape of my sweater and the little buckles on my shoulder. It's really remarkable and the little glasses that one of my kiddos was wearing at the time so think outside of the box it doesn't have to be in a frame it doesn't have to be purchased from a art aisle it can be in those two examples something that is in an embroidery hoop or purchased in the card aisle do you ever watch home design shows and think i can do that knowing you have the desire to create and transform your home in a way that not only delights you but inspires others I know what it feels like to recognize a picture of a home that I was inspired by, but feel stuck the minute I tried transforming my space on my own. Remember that trip to HomeGoods? You know the one. The one where you spent $200 on accessories for the living room just to bring everything home and have nothing work? How discouraging. Do you wonder, how do those shows make it look so easy? Imagine if there was a roadmap for you to follow, a guide for you to not only know how to start, but where to start a guide that walks you through the design process teaching you how to create color palettes choose furniture even arrange those pesky little mantles that's why I created home design 101 an immersive 10-week course where I teach you how to transform your house into a home that you love a home that you stop and stare in the amazement of what you just created you'll be able to finally understand your unique design style Learn the secret to creating a color scheme that flows cohesively throughout your space, design a plan that works with your budget, and create a visual so you can see the things you'll purchase before you buy. You'll learn that and so much more. You'll walk away with a complete design action plan for you to follow as you take your home from meh to amazing, and you'll have accountability and support all along the way. So. Are you ready to learn how those HGTV designers make their home so effortlessly pretty so that you can do it to yours too? If you are, head to figandfarmathome.com forward slash registration to reserve your spot in class. But class size is limited so that my eyes are on your design and you get the help that you need. Home Design 101 closes when it's full. So head on over and reserve your spot today. See you in class. The second thing that you can do to add a little bit more story or personality to your home, just like you have at Christmas with that all that story gracing your Christmas tree. Doing that throughout the rest of the year. The second thing is to ditch the pillows. If you've been hanging around with me for a while, you know that this is no surprise. This is very much in alignment with the idea of ditching the canvas art. Those pillows that come with the couches, although they are getting better throughout the years, they are made and designed in order to appeal to the masses. So the same lesson applies here. Ditching those couch pillows, even though they are free and that sometimes can be hard to do, ditching those and replacing them with with pillows that have a little bit more texture, a little bit more whatever feeling word you're trying to aspire to, whether it's playfulness or calmness whatever it is that you're trying to design toward ditching the pillow that came with the couch and replacing it with something that has a unique design element that's specific to you and your story i'm currently designing a living room and a dining room for a client and this client their whole family loves the outdoors they travel to national parks The story sounds very similar to mine. Actually, we spend a lot of time at the national parks, and this client wants a home that reflects her just a little bit more. She's also a mama of boys, so she is outnumbered just like I am. And as we're picking art, and as we are picking colors, and we're choosing our color palette, we are picking it based on this idea of national parks. Now. I'm not going to paint a mural on her wall. I'm not going to deck it out with all kinds of maps and things like that. We're not going to have a structure that is a mountain or climbing poles displayed on the wall. We're not doing anything like that. But every design element we bring in points back to their story that they love going and visiting these national parks every design element. So the color palette includes some of those natural earthy colors like rust and green. We also have some creams and some neutrals, but a little bit of rust here, a little bit of green there, and it's pointing back. It is not so overt and so in your face. It is really very subtle. Of course, the artwork is also representing some of these places that they've gone to topographic maps that are framed and matted, oil paintings of skiers skiing down a mountain, things that really resonate with them and delight them because it is a part of their story. This is what I mean by having story represented throughout your home. I had a client recently and her interview will actually be aired next week on the podcast. This is an example of a room edit and her son is transitioning from a younger boy room to an older teenage room. We want it to be something that can grow with him until he heads off to college. And he loves sports like a lot of boys do. He loves sports, but he has outgrown this idea of having the posters on the wall. So what do we do? We are still having an ode to the pitch is the theme of the room and everything that is created within this room is pointing back to this idea that he loves the soccer field. He loves his team. He loves playing. He loves the sport. All of the design elements that are pointing back give a teeny tiny little nod, a teeny tiny little ode to this overall theme. That's what you do when you bring in couch pillows that are not, that don't come with a couch that are opposite of generic that's what happens when you bring in art that is not the mass-produced generic artwork. All of them point back to whatever overall theme that you're trying to create. And the third thing that you can do to bring more story and more personality to your home is just forget about the Joneses. Seriously, forget about the shoulds. I should do this because I am... 30 something, and maybe I should probably have some adult furniture. I should do this because I see that's what adults have in their home. I should do that. I should do this paint scheme because that's what I'm seeing all over Instagram, or I'm seeing all over Pinterest, or I'm seeing all over HGTV. If we stop shooting all over ourselves and yes, I said should, not the word that it sounded like, if we stop shoulding all over ourselves, we create a home that is unique to us, that tells our story, that delights us because it is so us, that even gets remarks from people who are visiting. This is so incredibly you. I had that happen just last weekend. I had a group of people over for some appetizers, and I created a centerpiece on my table that was just really fun. You've heard me say when I'm having a dinner party, I love setting the table. I did that about 11 o'clock in the morning. Dinner was not, or appetizers were not until about 5 30, <laughs> but I delight in that. It is fun for me to curate little pieces. And when I say curate, I don't mean I went to the store. I pulled them out of my Christmas decorating pile. And from other places around the home, it meant a little bit of dominoes to pull things out from one area and put it into the centerpiece. But one remark I got as they were sitting down for appetizers was, Danny, this is so incredibly you. I absolutely love it. That couldn't have been a more genuine compliment. It couldn't have been a more heartfelt compliment to me. I did my job well, not to impress her, not to impress anyone, but to showcase my story with my style in such a way that someone noticed and said, this is so incredibly you. And that's the goal. Of decorating your home. That's the goal of designing your home. That's the goal of styling your home is choosing things and displaying product that you have chosen in such a way that it just is a reflection of you. So if you are tired of walking into your space and you're tired of not being inspired by your space and you're wondering, gosh, I wish I had a home that I feel like I can delight in. I invite you to come and join us in Home Design 101. The class is not full yet and I would love to have you join us as we transform one room in your home over a course of 10 weeks. We transform it using the budget you have today, not the one that you hope you have, but the budget you have today. And you know how we do that? We do that because we take a look at the big picture and then we reverse engineer it so that you have a complete project map, a complete action plan that allows you to know not only what to buy, but when to buy it. Because you've heard me say before that sometimes the biggest impact change you can make is not the thing that is most expensive. In fact, if you go to my sales page, you're going to see a couple before and after pictures, and what you'll notice is that two of the things that are created in there, two of the pictures that are are shown in there, they have quite a few of the original pieces of furniture, some of the original peripheral pieces, but it's about the arrangement. It's about the rearrangement. It's about visualizing it in a different way. And I teach you all of that. You walk away with a visual of what your room could look like so that you know if you're happy with it before you even press go, before you get out your credit card and press buy. Friends, Home Design 101 is an amazing opportunity for you to start creating that home you love. And I've gotten this question and I want to address it right now. And that question is, why would I take Home Design 101 and not just hire you? Well, you could just hire me, to be quite honest. You could hire me and you could pay a little bit less. Yep, I just said it. You could pay a little bit less to get two mood boards. That's a great option. But what's going to happen when five years down the road you want to refresh that room? What's going to happen? two months down the road when you're so happy with the refresh we just did that i just designed for you and you now want to do a bathroom or another room or another room what happens when you go on your own to target to get the pillows and you are still stuck do you know what happens you stay stuck and you could continue hiring me and i would continue saying yes absolutely it's my pleasure it's my honor But when you can learn on your own, something is unlocked for you. Something is unlocked for you and it becomes powerful because you create a home that you love coming home to. You create it. You just get guidance along the way. And the beautiful part about this is that this course is designed so that you have so much accountability. You have support. You have a Facebook group that's private to you. You have me checking in on you throughout the week. You have someone checking your homework and making sure that you're actually getting what you pay for (laughs) and so much more. You get that. You get that access to ask all of those questions, to get the secrets unlocked for you so that you can keep on creating and creating and creating because friends, you are going to continue living in your home after you purchase the mood board you are so yes you could you could hire me to just do the design for you and I would be happy to and you are welcome to go to my website and see what services I offer but I encourage you to learn on your own so that you have the power the information the tools at your fingertips so that you can refresh recreate redesign when it is you want to do that friends the doors are shutting soon they shut when the class is full and we are almost there. So if you are interested in making transformation happen, I encourage you, go to figandfarmathome.com forward slash registration. Some of your questions might be answered on that page, but if you have any more, you know where to find me. You can find me in my Facebook group, you can DM me on Instagram, or you can email me at figandfarmathome at gmail.com. All right, friends, until next week, I hope you are all well. See you soon. Hey, real quick before you go. If you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.